Yes, people, it's Wednesday, which means echoes from the goddamn void, and we know they're liking this. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my gosh, people. So much, so much craziness is going down, right? That you kind of think to yourself, it's only February, son. What? <laughs> I mean, hey, Jeff Bezos has decided to step down as the chief executive of Amazon. And, um, you know, I feel it makes sense, right? <laughs> He's been running that company for 30 years. 30 years! You know what I mean? So, I, we, we always see it. Like, um, you know, it, after a while, like, um, oh my god, the Apple dude. What's the name of the motherfucking Apple dude? Oy. Anyway, he stepped out. Like, everyone will step down. And Bezos, he's like the richest man in the fucking world. You know what I mean? And also, remember, he dusted the X last year. You know what I mean? He, he got rid of her. He's got a new squeeze. So, um, you know, he's, he will say he's stepping down to concentrate on his humanitarian work. Like, you know, put satellites up to give internet to Africa or, you know, give um, vaccinations for all manner of diseases. When really, come on, man. He wants to kick it with the new chick, right? He's 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 stinky rich, so yeah, he's uh, you know, looking to whisk her away, whiner and diner, and have sex in all over the world, right? Now that's really what Bezos is. Um, yeah, that's why he's stepping down, and I get it. I get it. <laughs> Now, other news, right? So, I don't really think it's a big shock. I don't think it's a big shock that Alexei Navalny has been thrown in jail, right? I don't think it's a big... I don't know why all these people are trying to act like, Oh my God, what's going on? This is terrible. This is terrible. Like... <laughs> like Anthony Blinken, you know, the US Secretary of State, you know, he's calling for, you know, Navalny's immediate and unconditional release. <laughs> oh my God. Right? And he's saying, oh, we're working with allies to hold Russia accountable for failing to uphold rights of its citizens. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, seriously, what are you talking about, right? The, the amount of crazy shit that goes down in Russia, and this is the thing that you're, you're, you're really upset about, right? Shut up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shut up. Like, fucking Dominic Rabb in the UK, he's doing the same. Like, all these people are dumb motherfuckers, Right? You know what I mean? Look, Navlenny knew what was going to happen to him. I mean, let's just be 
thankful that he wasn't killed straight away. Right? I think that's the big... I think that's probably the biggest thing. Wait, he's still alive? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean? That's the biggest shock with all of this. Wait, how the fuck is he still alive? That's baffling. You know, like, they tried to poison him. <laughs> you know what I mean? They tried to poison him. Understand that. Yeah, like, look, Putin's gonna deny... Of course Putin's gonna deny it. But does anyone remember his actual response? Now, I can't remember it verbatim, but it was along the lines of, we didn't do this, but, you know, you talk about Russia, shit happens. (laughs) That was basically what Putin said. You know what I mean? Which is like... You know, firstly, you know, we didn't do this. I don't know. <laughs> but the shit happens is kind of like, yeah, this is what happens when you speak out against me, bitches. You know what I mean? It's Putin, right? They beat up people. He, he steals people's millions. That was always the thing that went down, right? Everyone talked about that shit. Like, Russian oligarchs were leaving the country in droves. Because it was like, are you with me? Yeah, yeah, no, we're with you, pooty. Then it's like, all right, well, give me all your money then. (laughs) Show how much you love me. Give me your fortune, baby. So that's what he would do. He'd take people's money. It's a thing. So, Navleni talked on all of this, then they tried to kill him. I think Navleni also ran for president, right? He tried to, you know, in the elections, and that's never going to go well, right? So, he, um, they try and kill him, they, you know, they fly him to Germany to get tested. Because at first, I remember, like, the Russian doctors were like, oh, it's nothing, <laughs> <laughs> then in Germany they're like, um, no, they've he's he's been given like you know this crazy chemical you know disease. So you know he he gets cured, but then for some reason he's like, I'm going back. I'm going back. So yeah, he goes back, and now he's been thrown in jail. So they're saying. It's because he, um, you know, he's violated his probation stemming from a suspended sentence around embezzlement. Right, so, now this, like, end of the day, right, if he did steal a whole lot of money, then, yeah, put him in jail. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, look, if he stole money, then, yeah, go to jail, you know what I mean? I'm not being like, oh, we should keep these poor rich people out of jail. Oh, poor rich boy. No, if he stole, fine. Now, he's saying the embezzlement is a lie and it was drummed up against him to try and keep him in check, which, yeah, I mean, we know that goes on, right? We know it happens. So, all of the, none of this is a shock. Like, the biggest shock is, homie's still alive, right? That's the biggest shock. And, um, 
yeah, for all these other nations to be like trying to, you know, release him, release him, you brute. Shut up. Jerry, like, again, Russia have done so many, like, off key things, off key things to helpless people. At least this dude is rich, right? Navalny is not a poor dude, and he had a choice. He had a choice of going back. Like, he knew, really, what was going to go down. It was prison or death. I mean, he still could die in prison. Be like, oh, he uh, he got COVID. Oh, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that headline hits in a few days, weeks, whatever. But, you know what I mean? He, he kind of... He had some control on his situation. Think about all the people that don't, right? And you don't have all of these nations trying to be like, oh, Putin, bad man. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's embarrassing. You know what I mean? Pull your trousers up, people. You are embarrassing yourselves. But they're not the only ones. Trust me, there's a lot of crazy shit going down, and as always, we've got an opinion on that. So, uh, people, let's get this popping. Alright, let's go. Alright, so, uh, there's a lot happening in India right now, right? And it's, I don't know. It, 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 it's it's a weird one because you can't, it's hard to really talk on th- certain things happening around the world because you don't know all the facts. Don't know all the facts, but they are newsworthy. You know, so it's odd sometimes that you know they don't get mentioned. Ah, but, (laughs) right, I think you have to look at how things are mentioned, how things are talked about, now, because no one's talking about it, recently Rihanna, you know, she, she put out a simple tweet, right, so she linked to this CNN story, and she just said, why aren't we talking about this hashtag farmers protest, which, then that blew up, right, and other people have done similar, right, so, yeah, I, I kind of feel that the Rihanna one, yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's a question, why aren't we talking about the situation, and, this, you know, the CNN article talks about the fact that all these protests are going on, and, you know, their government shut Wi-Fi off. They, they cut off, you know, access to the internet in New Delhi. So I guess the farmers can't post, you know, can't post pictures, can't, you know, I guess, you know, organise and all of that kind of thing. So that's the question. Now, you've then got other, and I said, look, other people have put things out, but... You know, it's like Greta Thunberg, she put out a tweet linking to the same story, obviously, because original fault. But hers is, we stand in solidarity with the farmers protest in India. And you're like, 
Well, do we? Really? Like, do we? Because I don't know the facts. I know, you know, this craziness is happening. I don't know the facts. So, I'm, you know, I always find it weird when everyone's like, we stand with. And it's like, why? Like, tell, why don't you tell me why? Right? Then you've got friggin' Mina Harris, who, oh my god, hers is just insane. Right? Because she says, it's no coincidence that the world's oldest democracy was attacked not even a month ago. And we, as we speak, the most populous democracy is under assault. This is related. We all should be outraged. And you're like, wait, what? And when you say the world's oldest democracy was attacked not even a month ago. What are you talking about? Because if you were talking about Capitol Hill, you're a... Mo- That's not the world's oldest democracy. What the fuck are you talking about? You crazy idiot. Hey. But, um, yeah, the Indian government aren't amused. <laughs> they are not amused. So they put out a statement, which is... Uh, the temptation of sensationalist social media hashtags and comments is... Especially when resorted by celebrities and others is neither accurate nor responsible. And I'm just like, listen, people gonna talk, yo. People gonna talk, right? So the way around it, and it's the way with everything. You know, because you have people going, oh, that's hate speech, and those people shouldn't be given the platform, and blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yo, instead of, you know, complaining, instead of going, they shouldn't be doing this, put your side of the fucking story out. That's what, like, I never know, it baffles me why people just don't do that. Right, you're you're saying that all oh, these people are saying things that are wrong, you know, and that was definitely the narrative last year, right? Trump is saying this and he's saying that, and that's bad. But you never had people go, well, this is what things are, right? Put your side out, you know, give the arguments, right? You can look. We have. So many different communication channels. There's so many ways in which you can communicate. So utilize them. You know, you could put out a, a series of videos on YouTube. I mean, they don't even have to be housing you. You can be on your website and link to them on you. Just whatever you want to do, people. I'm not telling you how to do your jobs. Well, I kind of am. But why don't you do that? You know what I mean? Because, as I said, look, people are going to talk, right? And they're going to make conclusions. They're going to jump on bandwagons. It's what people do, you know? Like, I have no clue why fucking Greta Thunberg is, is getting involved. It's always an odd one with her, you know what I mean? One minute she's climate change, then she's jumping into COVID, you know, now she's jumping into farming. Like, what do you know? You're a silly little girl who has decided to not go to school, right? 
I mean, she could be a boy. It doesn't really matter. It's just she doesn't know anything. Oi. Anyway, you know, you, you're always going to get that. So, put your side of the story out. Now, supposedly, I mean, just on a, I don't know, a quick little, what the fuck is this about? I think the government has changed the rules around just farming, right? Just, you know, the the money and they've changed the laws, you know? So, let people know, right? Talk about the laws. That would be, ain't the easiest thing. Be the easiest fucking thing. You know, this what this I suppose this is the third month of protests. The third month of protests, that's a long ass time, man. It's a long ass time. So, yo, you you need to um you know put out information unless you want this to continue and people just to you know virtue signal. So yeah, I think it's a, a definitely a call to the Indian government to actually um, talk on it, right? Educate people. There's yeah, yeah. It's um, you know, there's look. We don't live in India, so we don't know, right? Now, yeah, as I said, look. They, you know, these farming laws have been changed, right? So, suppose it's rules around the sale, pricing, and storage of farm produce, which has been protected, you know, for um for years, right? So, it's uh you know, meant India's farmers haven't had to, you know, mess around with the free market. So, yeah, now things have changed, they feel that, um, you know, they can get priced out by private organisations, which I think that's always been a fear when it comes to these things, right? You can, you talk to, you know, fishermen and all, all manner of, you know, agricultural kind of types, that's their worry. So, yeah, I don't know, they should just talk about how it's not going to affect, like, if it wasn't an issue, you'd expect the government just to go, listen, right, the fear is this, in reality, it means this, you know, private organisations won't be able to gouge prices, they won't be able to steal business, you know, because this, this, and this, it isn't that difficult, so, yeah, you wonder, you wonder what's going on, right, but, yeah, there is no point, no point moaning about, you know, famous people (laughs) putting stuff out, just be lucky, India, that, you know, Gail Gadot and her posse haven't decided to sing yet. <laughs> hey, you know, that maybe they'll all get together and give us a rendition of Umbrella. 
<laughs> that might be coming. So stay tuned. <laughs> Ella, 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 A. <laughs> Man, it's so weird that sex is always such a hot-button topic, right? It is, it's, it's the weirdest thing. And the, the idea... <laughs> I think the idea that young people don't think about sex, right? That is some of the oddest shit. Oddest shit. And probably dangerous. Probably, yeah. I definitely say, no, not even probably, it's definitely dangerous, right, so, (sighs) what's just happened is that, um, yeah, there's this YouTube person, um, Zoila, Zoila, hmm, I don't know, how would you pronounce this, Z-O-E-L-L-A, Zoila, Zola, I don't know, Anyway, she's got into uh, trouble because, ah, well, she's got a website, obviously, you know, she's on YouTube, and she makes videos talking about sex and, you know, masturbation and, you know, just other stuff around it, right? Now, it it gets sticky, (laughs) well, yes, it gets sticky because... You know, an education board was at one point using her um, her website for some sort of learning. Yeah, I mean, it's an odd one, right? But, yeah, that's what they were doing. All right, so AQA is Assessment and Qualification, uh, Qualifications Alliance. Well, they thought that was a bit of a mouthful, so now they're just... AQA, <laughs> you know, because it's so cool just to use abbreviation, but um, yeah, so they've been you know linking to uh, Zola's website, and now they're like, hmm, no, no, we're not doing this anymore because she's being naughty and talking about sex. <sighs> Dear, it's weird, right, now, the whole thing is, right, because they were linking to her for GCSE, a GCSE media studies course, right, and, you know, GCSEs, you're 14 to 16, because it's the end of school, in the UK, right, that's, that's, you start taking your GCSEs when you're 14, you finish at 16, and that's when you leave school. I mean, you know, it differs because, you know, when people are born and all of that thing. So some people will be leaving school just before they're 16. But, you know, you know how, you know, that situation. But it's this weird thing about what the 14 year olds aren't talking about sex. Now, remember, you're doing biology, Right, you when you enter secondary school, and we enter secondary school in the UK at eleven. Yeah, it's eleven, right? So you start doing biology, and in biology, you talk about the human reproduction system. 
Now, it is all weird, right? Because I rem- Oh, my gosh. I remember doing biology, and there were some people. There was this one kid, and he just giggled all the way through. Ah, oh, it's insane. And it's right? So, yeah, some people, you know, you grow up in households where they don't talk about certain things, and, you know, they're, or they're told certain things. Like, that is wrong, and you shouldn't do that, and all of this, right? And, um, yeah, so, yeah, it's it's one of those weird situations. But if you are talking about, you know, reproduction at 11... That opens the door, right? It opens the door. That you, you know, you enter secondary school. And the moment you enter secondary school, you know, you're mixing with a whole heap of people. A whole heap of people. Like, you're going through puberty. So your body's changing. You're seeing people who are, you know, starting getting body hair. And, you know, definitely... People are developing at different rates, right? So, as all of this starts, then you're going to start thinking. You're going to start exploring. So, for these organizations to, yeah, try and act like this isn't a thing is, is concerning, right? It's very concerning. And... You know, them in the education, it's the education (laughs) board, right? So, for them to kind of feel that, oh, yes, 14-year-olds shouldn't be, you know, thinking about, you know, masturbation or hearing people just talking about it, saying, hey, this is good. It's a good thing to do. You know, it's enjoyable. Like, how is that going to be damaging, (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, it's better to hear that than, you know, the thing that always you should, you know, it will make you go blind. (laughs) Or, um, other things. What do they, like, uh, like, you'll never be able to have kids and it will drop up. Like, there's so much oddness that people used to say and probably still do. Let's be honest. Right? So... Yeah, it, it, it seems odd. Now, in the piece I was reading about, obviously, it then goes... Like, instead of just writing it about, you know, just kids, it always goes on to the whole thing of, right, so women aren't taught to, you know, enjoy sex. I mean, let's be honest, people in general aren't taught that you're going to enjoy sex, right? You're, you're taught that... Oh, you, you know, it will get people pregnant, you'll get AIDS, right, that, that was always the, the narrative at a certain point, right, sex, you know, condoms, you know, they're not gonna stop you from catching AIDS, and they're gonna, you'll get, you'll, you know, they won't stop people from getting pregnant, and, you know, this is what happens, and blah, blah, you're not told, oh, yeah, it's fun, Right, that you're not really told that either. Either sex is people, right? So we don't have to be like, yes, no, this is a girl's thing or this is a boy's thing. No, it's just a young adult thing. 
you know, a kid thing, that's what this is, you know, and so, um, yeah, this Zolo, you know, she's, she says that her website is aimed at people over 25, right, but I think, you know, 14, it's fine, like, I think you should just be told, like, I think kids should be told, because when you don't know about something, you get curious, right, I mean, if you talk to youngsters who get pregnant, that's the one thing that they'll always say, yeah, well, I was wondering, we didn't know, right, so just tell people, telling people, it takes the, uh, you know, the luster, the illusion away, so you're less likely to do stupid shit, you know what I mean, if you knew about sex at a young age, you, you potentially might cut out a lot of the teen pregnancies, and abortions, and um, deaths, right, from, you know, home abortions, and, you know, or getting beat up by your parents for getting, or getting someone pregnant, right, so you can cut all of that out, but yeah, it's this weird conversation, now, it's funny, because I was just, I just listened recently to a, um, a Joe Rogan podcast, where he was talking to, oh my gosh, I forget the woman's name, she was a, a, she writes for the New York Times, and she's, she wrote a book around, um, you know, like, transgender and this kind of topic and she was saying that in 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 schools and nurseries like yeah kind of nurseries you know which little kid the little kid place where people go you know um that they're taught about gender right taught about gender and it's not really um, you know, scientific, right, the way they're taught, and no one has a say on the whole thing, so it's kind of like, yeah, this kind of thing is weird, because you can talk about stuff like that, but you can't talk about masturbation, you can't talk about, you know, the the stuff that really impacts, so yeah, it, it, it's weird, now, like, Zola, she put out a statement, right, so she says, well, where do I even start, today has been interesting to say the least, I firstly just want to say, to be completely clued up, head to my stories, but in a nutshell, I discovered that a GCSE syllabus were using the Zola website as part of their curriculum. I was then told I had it had been dropped. Not sure how one is dropped when one didn't know that they were ever involved. So that's interesting, right? Because you kind of feel that, yeah, someone would tell you, just so you know, we we were thinking of using your content, right, you, you'd think, but yeah, so, you know, she finds out she was dropped, um, as some parents complained, as we had posted an article listing the best sex toys of 2021, 
And apparently this is absolutely disgusting that 16 year olds should have been graced with such horror. <laughs> At Zola, we are a team of women who all share a joint passion for other women and subjects relating to this. We want to talk about taboo subjects, have conversations with experts, ask these, ask those less heard to use their voices and try and have a really varied range of topics to help inspire or make people feel less alone. Things I wish I'd known as a teen myself. Our main demographic is women aged 25 to 35. And naturally, as I have got older, my audience has grown up too. And the things I want to share or shine a light on have naturally aged up to suit my lifestyle alongside the rest of the team too. Although the AQA very clearly didn't research the website... They would have seen the content was much more mature. We have written about masturbation before, period sex, revenge porn and fertility, just as a small example. It worries me that they think 16-year-olds aren't exploring their own bodies, doing this with someone else or know what a sex toy is. Although we don't aim our content at teens, I don't think it's a bad thing that it's um you know that it's there for them to read at all and these media articles are just perpetuating the fact that female pleasure is something that we should be feel ashamed of the very reason we write about it in the first place yeah it's you know it is weird right and you'd think <laughs> you know, like parents would be like all right yeah Get them a sex toy. Because, you know, if they're, you know, itching, the, itching that itch of a sex toy, then they're not having sex. Right? That, right? that would be like, phew. All right. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll get her a vibrator. Right? Because then she's not, you know, messing around with um, blah, blah, blah from down the block. <laughs> oh man, it, it's a it's a crazy weird thing that we don't talk about it, or, try, or or I feel just act like it's not there because it's in films, it's on TV, you know, like all this week, you know, Channel Four have been bragging that their new TV series, It's a Sin. Is um you know going gangbusters, you know record downloads, right? And that's about now it is. I think it's looking at a younger, de- an older demographic than fourteen, but they're talking about sex, talking about HIV, you know drugs, right? So that's there. That's on TV. Very <laughs> people could watch that. So why do we act like, you know, no one has access to any of this? Plus, remember, everyone's got a motherfucking computer in their pockets. So if they hear a term, they can type it up. They can ask Siri. They can ask Alexa, what is this? I I remember as a kid, right, hearing about Mars bar parties. 
I thought it was just people, groups of friends, you know, sitting down, listening to music, eating Mars bars. It is not. <laughs> but that's what I, I was a dumb fucking kid, right? So, um, yeah, you hear about things now, you can look it up. So, people aren't in the dark, people know. So, why do we act like, um, yeah, they're, they're not privy to information or curious? Ah, it is very, very concerning, you know? Very frigging concerning and worrying. <sighs> and that's what leads to teen pregnancy, people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or if it's not pregnancy, it's going to be sexually related diseases. You know what I mean? It's just never a good thing. Why don't we talk? Right? Just fucking talk. Now, it has, um, yeah, all seemed to hit the pan for uh, Marilyn Manson, right? Which is so weird, right? His record label, Loma Vista, has dropped him, said that they're going to cease, you know, promoting his new album. And, gotta say, right? Gotta feel that they are full of shit. This is the weirdest thing in the world because I none of this seems like new news. <laughs> you know, I don't know what any of these people are doing. Like he was in an episode of this current third season of um, American Gods and Stars, right? Which you know shows on Amazon Prime in the UK. Now, they're saying they're taking they're taking his appearance out of the episode, right? And you've got to feel what the fuck are all these people doing? Firstly, right? I think it's always weird when someone says something and then everyone's like, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna do this and we're gonna we're we're not doing that. We're not working with that person." And he's like, "Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on." Firstly, no one's been found guilty, right? No one's been found guilty. So what what's happening here? Right? If we look back, Crystalia and Brian Callan, they were both accused of like rape and all of this terrible stuff. Now, the Brian Callan thing just seemed to just go away. And the Crystalia situation. When you actually looked at it, right, he hadn't actually done anything. Like, especially from, you know, the the emails and everything that were put out. Because you then, because like, what people do, they put out one side of conversations. When you looked at the second side, right, you had this one girl who said, oh, yes, he 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 was harassing me when I was this age. Like, the following year, she hit him up and was like, oh, it, I, I'm now legal, let's, do you want to go out, and you're like, wait, what, what is happening here, so, I mean, the only thing you can really say about Crystalia is, yeah, he's a bit of a creep, right, that's it, he hasn't actually, he didn't actually do anything illegal, but everyone seemed to drop him, 
Hey, so it's like you need all the proof. You need like all the evidence before you first make these weird decisions. Secondly, right? Secondly, and it's very similar to the whole Woody Allen situation. What what are these companies talking about? Right? Because they're acting like this is the first time anything has been said of Marilyn Manson. You know, like, oh my god, we thought he was a squeaky clean individual. You 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 scratch your head and go, wait, what's happening here? You know, what is happening? Because this is the thing, right? Evan Rachel Wood. She's saying that, oh, now she's naming the person who she claimed, you know, did all these things to her. And everyone knew she was talking about Marilyn Manson. Right? I don't know anyone who is, like... Under the delusion that, oh, she was talking about... No, everyone knew she was talking about Marilyn Manson. Right? So, you know, if now is the... Because I figured... I thought she'd said his name ages ago. But maybe, you know, she didn't. Right? But even just saying the name now, I'm like, well, everyone knew. Like, I've heard people talk about this on podcasts, on the radio, on TV, like, all over the shop, so it's it's a weird one that, you know, now people are like, what, no, oh my god, I'm so shocked, you know, it's a little bit ludicrous, you know, they were dating, and then they were engaged to get married, right, so it's like, who, what are you talking about? Now, on her part, I don't know if this, I'm not, and I'm not even going to say it didn't happen. Not, I'm not talking about that. But I do find it a little bit odd. The only thing about what she says, I find it a little bit odd, is the whole, um, you know, oh, he tricked me into thinking he was something else. And I'm like, what, Huh? I, he talks about all his weirdness in his music. Like, you listen to interviews he does and has done, and he'll talk about weird fantasies he's got about, you know, killing people and eating and all manner of things, right? Marilyn Manson is an odd person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, how much of that is facade? How much of that is true? I don't know. And to me, I don't care. I don't care. Right? But he talks about it. So for anyone to, you know, I think mess around with him, you know, get into a relationship with him to... And and also, because these people, they'll be like, oh, I've been a fan for ages. Then you know what he is. Right? To try and go, I didn't know. That's a lie, right? He's talked about his addictions. Yo, so to to claim that oh he lied about being you know an alcoholic or a drug addict, be like, what? He talks about that shit all the time. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm not saying 
she you know doesn't feel a certain way or shouldn't feel a certain way or any of this didn't happen to her i don't know right i don't think we can ever come out and go oh well no clearly that didn't or 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 even clearly that did because no one knows right there's been a lot of incidences where people have lied about stuff you know like I remember there was that whole thing about the the radio host in Canada who got sacked I think he worked for NPR I think but I don't know it was a big Canadian radio um thing and I think one time I think it was her friend, right, he, you know, she had a bad neck, and he was like, oh, do you want a massage, and she's like, oh, yeah, and he was giving her a massage, and I think his hand slipped or got caught in her top, right, he apologized, she accepted the apology, and then I think a a few years later, she accused him of some shit, which is so, and the thing is, a load of people, you know, knew about witnessed the incident right but she then changed the narrative of it so to like we can't just say everyone tells the truth because they don't and we've seen a lot of incidences of people lying but on the flip we can't discount what someone might be saying right so we can't talk on that but all this other stuff around it yeah, like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's, it, because, you know, with Woody Allen, it was Amazon going, oh, because of the allegation, the recent allegations, we've decided to be like, what are you talking about? They're not recent allegations. People have been talking about him, you know, potentially abusing his kids for years. He married his stepdaughter, stepdaughter, is it a stepdaughter? Is, I, is his adopted daughter? Would that be a step? I don't know. But he married her, end of the day. You know, so, come on. Everyone knows Woody Allen is odd. <laughs> odd, weird, and yeah, there is a cloud over that whole thing. So, if you choose to work with him, you can't say, oh, we didn't know. Because you did. And it's the same with Marilyn Manson. Because there's incidents going, like, what, 2001? Like, 2018? Like, 2015? There's so much stuff. (laughs) There's a timeline of stuff in regards to Marilyn Manson. He is not and never has been squeaky clean. He is weird. Marilyn Manson is weird, has always been weird, has always talked about being weird, has talked about his weird fantasies and the things he wants to do and has done and rah de rah So, yeah, for these, you know, for this record label and, um, you know, all the other people, like stars... You know, to be at like they didn't know, right? They didn't know. Ugh, it does make me a little sick. It's, it's you know, what do you call it? Um, oh my god, 
you know, virtual signaling. Yes, that's the one. It's virtual signaling, right? Because that's all it is. They're acting to go, look, look at us. Look how good we are. We're acting. But it's just like, but you knew, right? You knew that there's stuff around his name, but you decided to work with him. You know, so what are you doing? And also, nothing is conclusive. So you cutting ties, again, it's a weird thing to do. You know, unless you know categorically, right? If you know categorically, then say that. Put that in your statement. Not all the just, you know, because all of these things is all just very by rote. You know what I mean? It's like, Star stands unequivocally with all victims and survivors of abuse. Well, I've, most people do. <laughs> you already know. I think only kind of weird people will say that, yeah, no, oh, yeah, those people that got abused, ugh, they make me sick. Do you like, I think you, you talk to 99.9% of the the world's population, and they will say, we stand with victims and survivors of abuse and trauma and the whatnot, right, so, but what are you saying, you know what I mean, like, because if this was true, you wouldn't have worked with Manson in the first place, so, uh, yeah, it's weird, it's weird, I, I just always find it weird, now, it'll be interesting to see how this all unfolds. Because, again, as I said, look, Manson has talked about his weird fantasies. And I think people have t said they've searched him out because of that. Right? So, I think some of this is definitely, you know, even, I think it's clear that Marilyn Manson is heavy in the kink world. Right? So... What is kink and what isn't? I feel that's the thing. Because that's another thing as well. And you hear this a lot. Some people, they enter a situation with someone. You know what I mean? Like, they might not really be into kink. But the other person is. So they do it. But then once they've kind of fallen out of love or whatever they were with that person, they then regret all the things that they did with them. You know, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But I think all of this, it's been going on for a while. So maybe we finally get clarity. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, it'll be interesting to see what happens. All right? You know what I mean? I don't know. Okay, so, um, yeah, it all has gone down, right? All has gone down. And I sometimes I'm, I'm scratching my head, right? Because you're thinking, how the fuck is this shit still going, right? There's, sometimes you look at stuff that happens and you're thinking... How is this still a thing, right? It's baffling. And how are people getting caught? How are people getting caught? I don't even know. 
right, so, um, yeah, what happened was, came out that a, a, a DJ has been charging people to play their tracks on the radio, yup, that's it people, the news has broke, news has broke, and surprisingly, it broke on the sun, right, the sun newspaper, yeah, I know, the sun is a piece of trash, it is not a good paper, (laughs) but, but, every now and again, it drops some gems, right, it has that knowledge that's like, yo, they just broke a big story, <laughs> you know what I mean, it's, they're just not talking about some bullshit, or trying to, um, you know, hack people's conversations, no, they've actually got the news, what, yup, yup, that's right, baby, they had the news, and, um, yeah, so they dropped this story that this DJ, DJ Tiny, who's on, well, <laughs> he was on Capital Extra, right, was um, charging people to play, pay for play, oh my gosh, and um, it is, it's a little crazy, right, it's a little crazy, now, I have to say, the way this, um, you know, the, the guy that wrote this piece, the way they kind of put it out there, yeah, it's kind of fuckeries, right, kind of fuckeries, you know what I mean, using other people's names to give their stories shine, which, again, it's not surprising, because it is the sun, but, yeah, shame, shame on them, right, because, now, DJ Tiny, he's the tour DJ for Stormzy, Right, and you know, Stormzy's a big act in the UK. Yeah, you know, I've I've heard some of my stateside people's talking about him. So you know, he, he's kind of getting out there for sure. Right, so they, you know, <laughs> they're, you know, the um the headline is Stormzy's official tour DJ Tiny sacked. Right, and then. You know, the actual story starts with Stormzy's... And it's just like, come on, man. You don't even need to mention Stormzy like that. Right? Stormzy doesn't really even need to be a part of this piece. You could have him as a throwaway later on. But to start off with him... That's kind of shabby. Right? It's kind of shabby. But anyway... You know what I mean? So, yeah, this DJ, this dumbass, has been caught, caught charging for plays. Now, this is a thing that, you know, I'd heard about back in the day when I'm fucking around in the music industry. You know what I mean? And I think I probably heard about it even before that. But, yeah, so that was, you know, late 90s, early 2000s. You know, I knew about it, right, obviously, people, it's not everyone, right, but you know that some people are doing it, right, you know some people are doing it, like, I, there was some big US DJs who I knew were doing that shit, right, 
might be legal out there, but I know in the UK, there's some governmental laws that kind of prohibit that, right? But, um, yeah, you just assume these things don't go away, right? That's the big thing. And, you know, like, I think it's funny, because the, the record stations, they act like this is a shock. This is crazy. Like, how did this happen? And you're just like, yeah, you lie, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's just like, come on, man. You you know this is a thing, right? Now, I'm not saying they're complicit, you know what I mean? And they've got this deal with the D. You'd be like, yo, you give us this percentage and you chart and be about. No, I'm not saying it's anything like that. But you know that this is something that has happened for sure. So it's something that could be happening. And it does baffle you, right? Because listen, back in the day when I was at uni, I um you know, I worked in a cinema, right? Well, I worked in a cinema, I worked in a supermarket, I worked in Blockbuster. <laughs> for a Yeah, no, it was a day. I worked in Blockbuster for a day. <laughs> Ah, oh my gosh, that's a story that, another time people, another time, but, right, we had mystery shoppers, you know what I mean, people come in, pretend to buy a ticket, pretend to buy concessions, talk to the staff, you know what I mean, they'd be checking the cleanliness of the space, they'd be checking, did the film go on time? Is the is the film centered correctly? Are the trailers correct? Are the adverts in there? You know what I mean? They'd be checking all of this and reporting back. Right? Happens in supermarkets. I know it happens at customers. There are so many other industries where that shit goes down. So you're thinking to yourself, how the fuck are record stations? How are they not? Checking for shit like this You know what I mean How are they not It is insane Right It's one of those things It's a different story But isn't I mentioned it back in the day Like the whole Westwood situation Which is still kind of ongoing Right But It always baffled me How the radio station we're never checking on Westwood. Well, I have a feeling I know why, right? But it's one of those things. That, yo, that's your employee, right? And everyone, everyone used to talk about, like, the fool. Firstly, just the foolishness of what he would say. So you you don't occasionally have someone listening, Right? And, yeah, so the station's not doing any sort of audit, any sort of check. It makes them a little complicit, right? little complicit. But this all broke. This all broke because a cat called Jay Beats, right? So I think he's a, I think he's a producer. Yeah, so um, he was sending out a, uh, a new single, 
So as you do, you email all the top stations, all the top DJs that are relevant to your genre of music, you know, where you'd think, all right, it'd be good if my shit was played here, right? So he'd sent this email out and he got a response. He got a response. Now, this is what it said. Thank you for your inquiry. I can have a listen to the track and provide some feedback. Well, that's nice. If you wish for the track to be premiered on my Friday night radio show, there would be a charge of £200 for one track. This would also include keeping the track within my radio playlist for the following two weeks. The track would need to be clean, no swearing, and would need to be reviewed by my team prior to being broadcast on the radio. Therefore, please send in your track by Wednesday, before the show at the latest. If you wish to go ahead, please confirm, and I will forward you the payment details. Kind regards, DJ Tiny. Now... Let's, let's break this shit down. Firstly, kind regards. No. No, 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 no. Because, yeah, that's a lie. Right? It should just say, <laughs> F-U-P-M. Right? F-U-P-M, DJ Tiny. Fuck you, pay me, DJ Tiny. Right, this... That's what your letter is saying. <laughs> That's what it's saying. Now, it does start off nicely, you know, saying, hey, I'll give it a listen and I can give you feedback, right? Because that's what you kind of expect. You expect people to listen, you know, because I remember back in the day, man, ah, Capital had a great rap show, you know, so Max Select and Dave VJ. Right, that was their that was their top radio rap show, right? And um it was great. I listened every single goddamn week. Man, one of the one of the great shows. And they had a few. But Black Twang, brand new heavies. Woo! Oh my gosh. I was so good, and there was another MC who I cannot remember off the top of my head, but they had another one with Sounds of Mischief, no, not Sounds of Mischief, it was a London, um, uh, I was going to say the London, like, Philomatical Orchestra or something like that, and then some, uh, they just had these little mashups, and it was so awesome, like, they brought in Shorty Blitz and Big Ted to do DJ mixes, meant to be half an hour, but they'd often go longer, right? And then eventually, Ted and um, Blitz took over when um, Max and Dave left. But those shows were so different to a lot of the other rap shows because, you know what I mean, they'd listen. They'd have their own kind of style, right? So you'd hear different stuff. And that's what you want, right? So listening, yes, boom, that's the thing. And it's nice to offer feedback, right? But then you say, it will cost you £200, right? And I'm like, how are you putting this in writing, right? How is this in writing from your email address, 
That is something that is so baffling. Because you don't want anyone to know. Now, you want people to know. <laughs> like, you want the producers and the artists to know. You don't want other people to know. You obviously don't want your bosses to know. Because you know this is not legal. Right? So, it's the weirdest thing for them to email this shit. Right? This is something that's never written. It might be a phone call. Might be a thing that you say to people in person. Not over email. Or at least code it up. Right? You'd at least code it up, man. So, yeah, that's good. And the show's on Friday. And you're saying, oh, something to track latest by Wednesday. I'm like, what? What kind of deadline is that, you moron? Because I could send you the shit, 11.58. That's still Wednesday, motherfucker. You're giving yourself a day, technically, to, you know, cre- create your playlist for your show. You're an idiot. I mean, he shows he's an idiot in so many ways. But, yeah, right? So, Jay Beats, he put this out on uh, Twitter. Right, he put this on Twitter. You know what I mean? <laughs> he said, "So I did a mail out of my new track coming out, and look at what this DJ is telling me. Pay to play, you know. This DJ is on a big station and is asking for money to play songs. What kind of selector is this? You know, uh, uh, they did his follow up. It's like I don't know." Shit must have been said because he then <laughs> he then came with names, right? He's like, you're a fraud, mate. You're a big capital extra trying to charge people 200 to play a song. You should be ashamed of yourself. What kind of DJ are you? Has Stormzy not being able to tour affected your pockets that much that you have stooped to these low levels, DJ Tiny? Man, <laughs> putting people on blast, and trust me, I have no issue with that, right? No issue with that because you're a moron, <laughs> you are a moron for putting it out there. But this is a crazy thing, right? So he's on Capital Weekly Show, so he's getting paid, right? Touring, he's getting paid And being on a big station That opens up other gigs, right? That opens up gigs for you to, you know, play in clubs and all of that kind of thing Obviously, clubs are shut But there's, you know, people doing the virtual shit on like things like Instagram and other platforms. So I'm sure there's ways of making tra- you know, cash like that. But if you've been sensible of your money, you've got money, right? And the show is still going, so at least that. So he you know, he should be able to hold himself down. So charging people, it is baffling. But once this all broke, then, uh, you know, 
<laughs> then uh, the station was like, oh, we gotta act, right, so, um, yeah, he got sacked, you know, they took down his profile, everything like that, and um, Tiny put out a statement, Tiny put out a statement, so this is what um, young Tiny had to say for himself, which, yeah, is amusing, it is uh, definitely amusing, so over the last couple of days, I have very quickly learned a much-needed lesson. I was given an incredible opportunity within radio and carelessly and irresponsibly took advantage of my position. I take full responsibility for my actions and fully accept the consequences as a result. I am very sorry to everyone this has affected and to those I have let down. DJ Tiny. And it's like, no, you're not. Right, it always makes me laugh when you see these stupid-ass statements people send out. Because it is bullshit. <laughs> it is bullshit. Because you're only sorry because you got caught. You know what I mean? Oh, man. <laughs> right, it's funny. Like, someone was like, um, you know... Giving him props because he apologised And it's just like What are you talking about? Giving, there is no props for an apology okay? Because you're apologising because you got caught And you look at the wording of the, an apology Right? Which is just like You're an idiot And it's because If you are sorry Right, and you have realised all of this You wouldn't have done it in the first place Because it's only like, over the last couple of days I've quickly learned a much needed Wait, only in the last couple of days That you realised that Yeah, this is a shitty thing to be doing And you've been doing this since 2018 And only in the last couple of days That you realised Ooh, this is bad Like, what? You know what I mean? It's just like Ugh And, oh, and the careless Carelessly and irresponsibly Took advantage It's like, nah, I scammed Because I could It's not careless Careless is, you know Forgetting to turn off the lights When you leave the house <laughs> Charging people That's calculated There is a big difference And you know Listen as I said look You started in 2018 So now if you were Really sorry Right and taking full responsibility For your actions You would pay back Every single person you charged Right That would be the thing you know, and you never see that, right, when people put out these supposed apologies, they're never, listen, I profited from this, you know, and on a rough estimate, I probably made this amount of money, you know, I'm gonna go and fully look at my um, record and calculate the full amount, but I will be paying these people back, right, 
I'll donate to a charity, and I'm going to look to help, because, you know what I mean, Ugh, I don't even know why I did it, don't know why, made enough money, you know what I mean, had all these things, and I still acted like an arsehole, right, no, people don't say that, they just put out these, you know, key-worded statements that mean nothing, so yeah, it is... It's hilarious, right? It is hilarious how people act. You know what I mean? Definitely hilarious how people act. Now, do I think this is gonna affect him for no. No. I doubt it. You know what I mean? I imagine after a certain period of time it will blow over and he will still be able to do you know stuff. Yeah, you wonder if, um, you know, Stormzy will keep him on. You know what I mean? That, you, you wonder. Because technically, Stormzy could, right? I, I, like, I wouldn't say um, it's, like, it's up to him. You know, I wouldn't go, oh, can't look at Stormzy the same way because he kept that deal. No, if the DJ is his friend, right, he might think, ah, well, he lost his job. All right, I'm going to keep him on. Now. I if if that was me, I'm talking to a motherfucker. You know what I mean? I'm talking to a motherfucker, and uh, I would probably throw in some shit, right? So I'd be like, "Listen, I'll keep you as my DJ because you know I mean we've been for yeah, we've been going back for years." But did you use my fucking name? Right? Did you use my name for any of this kind of bullshit? And have you paid these people? I'd want to know certain things. If if the motherfucker's still acting a certain way, I'm probably cut him loose. But there, you know, what I mean, there's things that I'd want to know. Right? Depends how long you know a motherfucker. But it, yeah, I you know he lost his job. Right? But he yeah he's he's not done. And you know, I don't expect people to be wrecked forever for stupid things they do. There should always be a path back. But it's just, it's crazy, right? It is crazy how, yeah, people do certain shit, right? Charging 200, 200, and you leave a trail? Dumb son of a bitch. People, this week's Chin Check, we preview the upcoming clash between Alexander Volkov and Alistair Overeem. It's a 14-fight card, so there is a lot happening, and we break it all down. I think I've nailed these predictions, people. I think I'm on the money, so why don't you go check out the episode, you know what I mean, maybe make some bets, hey, cut me into the profits, that'd be nice, but before you do, obviously, finish this one, you know what I mean, and share with your peoples, spread the love, people, and yeah, then share the money, alright, but anyway, let's get back to business. Man, with you know, the new season of Cobra Kai hitting, what, I think it was in January, right, 
beginning of January. You know, I, I there just seemed to be everyone talking about it. Like, everyone. I go on to, like, Instagram and the jizzer is going, like, I can't wait for Cobra Kai. You know what I mean? Like, everyone is freaking talking about it. So I'm like, ah, I, sh I should probably give this another try, right? Should probably give it another try. And I, for the life of me, I couldn't remember where I'd got on it, right? Because I remember, because, you know, this, what started a long ass time ago, you know what I mean? Back with um, YouTube Red? Is it YouTube Red? YouTube video? Something. It was a, like when YouTube decided to get into this the scripted series market. Because they had what? I think they had Cobra Kai and they had something with, I believe, I, I want to say with Halle Berry. Right? Some, I think it was some sci-fi thing. Hey, I want to say it began with S. I forget. But I know there was these two big shows on YouTube. And um, there, I think there was a period when it was all free. Or you had to subscribe. And I wasn't subscribing to YouTube friggin' their paid thing. And I was like, no. I, I think someone gave me the episodes. So I know I watched some of season one. But... Yeah, I, it was a long ass time ago, as I, yeah, as said. So, um, yeah, I was like, all right, let me, let me give this a try. You know, because I remember I enjoyed the Karate Kid as a kid. I went to the cinema and saw the Karate Kid part three. I remember that. And um, I, was, I was doing judo at the time. And cut, like, we walking out, everyone's like, I want to do karate. I went out and thinking, I want to do martial arts, motherfuckers. What? Try me. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, Karate Kid 3 was okay. Right? It was, it was okay. But it wasn't quite as good as Karate Kid 1. Definitely better than Karate Kid 2, though. Yeah. And let's not talk about the next Karate Kid because, oi. Yeah, that was just bad. And, you know, the Will Smith ones, they don't even, yeah, they don't even belong in the conversation. They really don't. But, um, you know, so it was created by Josh Held, John Horowitz, and Hayden Schulzberg. You know, based on, yeah, the original Karate Kid by Robert Mark Cayman, you know, we had, um, the two big stars were back, right, Ralph Macchio and William Zabka, reprising their roles of Daniel LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence, now, I don't know if it's true, but I remember hearing back in the day, and recently as well, that it was all based upon an idea someone once created. I remember seeing it back in the day of, um, you know, Karate Kid from the eyes of, um, yeah, Johnny Lawrence, and how Johnny was really the hero and Daniel was the villain, 
and when you i think they they recut some bits and put it together in a slightly different way and yeah you know you can look at it like that to some you know to some degree daniel was a shit <laughs> you know what i mean um and i think when you look, look at it older you do also see that yeah daniel played a big part in a lot of the shit that went down so the idea of um you know cobra kai was this right 34 years after his defeat in the 1984 all valley karate tournament johnny lawrence now in his 50s works as a part-time handyman and lives in an apartment in Reseda, Los Angeles. Having fallen far from the wealthy lifestyle in Encino that had been enabled by his verbally abusive stepfather, Sid Weinberg. He has a son named Robbie with his ex-wife, Shannon Keane. But he abandoned them both when Robbie was born and Johnny's mother, Laura, died on the same day. To be honest, this is all on Wikipedia. I don't remember that part coming out in season one. So maybe it's revealed later on. Because, yeah, you don't really get what happened. What was the whole, you know, situation there? you know, there is that, we don't also, I don't even think we knew he's 50, you know, maybe it's mentioned, I don't know, but after losing his job, a down and out, Johnny uses karate to defend his teenage neighbor, Miguel Diaz, from a gang of bullies, Miguel, an asthmatic kid who lives with his Ecuadorian single mother, Carmen, and grandmother, Rosa, Asked Johnny to teach him initially. Um, teach him. Initially reluctant, Johnny finally agrees and decides to reopen Cobra Kai Karate de Jeu as a chance to recapture his past. However, this act reawakens his rivalry with Daniel LaRusso. Daniel, now the owner of a highly successful car dealership chain, is married to co-owner Amanda and his two children, Samantha and Anthony. Daniel is finally living the wealthy lifestyle he envisioned as a kid when he lived in Reseda. However, after his friend and mentor, Mr. Miyagi, died, Daniel struggled to meaningfully connect with his children has disrupted the balance in his life. Meanwhile, his mother, Lucille, his other source of support, has a complicated relationship with Amanda. Yeah. So, we get this, you know, flipping of the script, as it were. That's essentially what they've done right they they've taken <clears throat> johnny and made him daniel like from the first film and like I, I i would say you know 
there's there's a point of it when you look at it and you can go, yeah, that's amusing. You know what I mean? I get what they're doing. That's that's yeah, that's fun. That's fine. That makes me chuckle. But I I did kind of feel it got to a point, right? It got to a point where it's like, eh, I mean, there's a lot here, right? You you keep on playing on the same things. So it's 10 episodes. Season one is 10 episodes. And each episode, oof, I'd say it's, what, 40 minutes, you know, 40 minutes an episode. They do, like, some of the episodes definitely did drag. Like, you did feel that maybe 10 is a bit much, you know? Maybe 10's a bit much. I feel it could have been condensed into probably six. Like, six episodes, you could probably still do the same thing. Because, you know, what we're doing and what we're seeing is, as I said, look, they flipped Daniel and Johnny around to the first film. And then they've made their apprentices themselves like the opposite from the first film. Right, so we have Miguel, who, you know, you think Miguel is essentially Daniel, but no, they've kind of then made Miguel Johnny from the first film. And the same with Robbie, right? And it's, so it's all a bit, ah, like, are we really doing this? Like, are we really doing this, people? You know, it's a bit much. You know, like, look, I'm, I'm definitely, you know, you know, I think I found a lot of the stuff amusing. Like, it, it, it's worth a little chuckle. But after seeing the, basically the same joke over and over again, it just became tiresome. You know, it became just silly. The other thing that's always just crazy. And it's like, you know, it was a big part in the first film. But, you know, I think it works in the originals because, you know, you're a kid. <laughs> like, watching this, like, watching Karate Kid as a kid, you go, oh, yeah. Oh man, look, he learnt karate and now he's beating up the bullies. Ah, oh, this is awesome. But when you're older, and also once you've been I think privy to more martial arts, because there was no real martial arts on TV back in the day. But now we've got stuff like the UFC, you know, grappling competitions, all of that. So, Ink, you understand how long it actually takes to learn this stuff. You know, so, watching these people, you know, what, become great fighters in the space of, what, 
couple of months? You're kind of like, what? Huh? And then also remember, we've got Robbie, who starts after, you know, a, a, a lot of the kids started at Cobra Kai. And, I mean, granted, probably not that long after, maybe a couple of weeks later. But to have him come in and suddenly be, like, awesome with the whole wax on, wax up, shut up. Just, like, no. No, 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 no. See, the whole thing with, you know, wax on, wax off and, you know, mopping the floor. Hey, uh, people mop the floor and wipe a window, even if you said in circular motions, you're, everyone's going to do it slightly different. So it doesn't actually work as a blocking technique. As I said, look, in the 80s, hey, that's like, whoa, he was doing chores, but he was really learning, you know, that, that works, nowadays, no, 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 you just be like, yeah, that's stupid, <laughs> it's stupid, it's dumb, right, it's just not gonna cross over as simply as that, you know, you can say these different things will work your muscles, you know, it's a, it's a form of that, but, yeah, you, you can't learn in that fashion, and, and this is the thing, right, from doing martial arts, people learn at different speeds, you know, and you might pick up one thing really quickly, but there might be another technique that it takes a little bit longer to pick up, right, it's not just across the board, everything is like, boom, you're getting it, you know, like, one-to-one -one is definitely something that helps, but, um, yeah, it doesn't work like that, so you're watching it, and you're being made to believe that, you know, this stuff is, it's just like, ugh, no, no, then, you know, they decide to, you know, create this fiction, Right, so you get Sam dating Miguel. Oh no, like it's a Cobra Kai dating uh, Miyagi. It's just like, oh my god, what what are we doing here? This is insane. But then the whole, oh, everyone in Cobra Kai is evil, and everyone in that is good, and everyone is just these simplistic looks life in general is a little infuriating it, it, it like just some nuance would be good just some right i understand i understand it it's uh you know it's a joke right it's obviously not meant to be reality i get it i do i'm not expecting it to be completely as everything in the real world, but just a little bit of difference, a little bit of, you know, how things actually are, yeah, that would help a little, just a bit, just a smidge, 
you know, just like the whole when Sam got grounded, right? Just that whole situation was like, ugh. You know, she's meant to have a date. So you would kind of assume that the parent would be, all right, yeah, let, you know, let your date know so they're not waiting around. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just pretty, I think, just standard consideration right there. But if that's not then the case, she stole a phone back. She, and she had that phone for a good few minutes. So if you're telling me that to send a quick text to be like, just saying grounded, can't come, will try and get in contact, you know, just that, that is so far, like you could type that in what, five seconds, it's not difficult, so you're just like, wait, why wouldn't you just do that? Like, there is so many holes in the story. It is baffling. Just so baffling. And this, like, it makes no sense why Daniel is, you know, they have him acting the way he's acting. Like, because we have the bit when they're hanging out and getting on. But it, but oh, even that was, oh, I didn't think that you were, I always thought you were, and you're just like, oh no, are we really, are we really doing this? Like, oh, I didn't know you had feelings, I had feelings, you had feelings, whoa, we're more alike than we thought, just, what are we doing? This really comes off as Highlander 3, right? It really comes off as Highlander 3. And, yeah, Highlander 3 was not good, people. (laughs) Just so you understand, that is not a good thing. I mean, yeah, when they see in Highlander, there can only be one. There is only one. The first film. First film's great. Everything that came after, just straight trash. Well, I think there's been five friggin' films. Still can't get it right. Then the TV show was just, ugh, terrible. But yeah, Highlander 3 was basically a rehash of the first film, but just not done as well. And that's what this is. It's, It's a rehash of every single thing. Every single goddamn thing. See, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Oh, man. And I mean, they try and get you at the very end, right? With the whole big reveal. Which then just makes you go, wait, what? Because everyone's just like, I thought, oh, he's... And you're just like, wait, how is it that literally everyone says that he was and now suddenly he's, he duped everyone? And you're just like, ugh, oh no, (laughs) oh no. (sighs) And yeah, just the whole 
turning of Miguel to make him come off as a bad guy. You know, it's just ludicrous. It is ludicrous and ridiculous. And I, I can't. I can't come back. I just, I, I just don't have it in me to watch another 10 episodes of this. Because I keep on hearing reference to what the karate um, riot, right? Talking about a karate riot. And like at the end of the episode, they're like, and season three is coming. And so you just see a clip which showed um, someone falling, you know, not to their death, but to great injury. I mean, it was a fall that you'd think that could definitely be to the death, but it's a TV show. And it's like a hammy-ass TV show. So you know straight out it's not going to be to the death. Plus, you see them in a the hospital bed, <laughs> all cast up. So, I mean, just those two things, I that does kind of make you go, oh, like, what the fuck is this about? But literally, I only really wanted to see, so what is this karate riot? And... How did this person fall? There's everything else. I just, I can't watch 10 more hacky-ass episodes. There's also, the acting is frigging just appalling. The acting is not good. Everyone just hams the hell up of all their scenes. There is no subtlety to any sort of emotion or anything like that, it's just bad, I did not enjoy Cobra Kai, and I'm kind of baffled, kind of baffled, like, everyone loves it, right, look, I understand, look, look, everyone has to like what I like, for sure, but I don't, I don't, I'm not even seeing any, yeah, no, I thought it was great, or, yeah, it was okay, or I hated it, or meh, you know, fine, not sure I'll go back, but literally, everyone's just loving it, and yeah, I'm baffled, I have no clue why, but um, you know, there's now three seasons on Netflix, I think they've got the films, the original three films too, and um, yeah, I, I saw the other day that the, the whole idea is for six seasons, which are just like, oh no, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Netflix, yeah, they're down, you know, they picked it up, so uh, yeah, I don't know, there you go, Cobra Kai, this is my thoughts on Cobra Kai, right, yeah, everyone else loves it, fine, but mm, not for me, people. This was not for me. So, <laughs> I was looking for something to um, read, going through my Audible library, and I was like, huh, Aedo on top. Hmm, I should read that, right? And then the thought was, why did I buy this? I have no clue. Then the thought, what is this about? 
<laughs> oh my gosh. So it, it's, yeah, by Richard Aedo, right? Who is great, right? And, and that's assuming why I bought it. Because, you know, I, I look, he was fantastic as Moz in the IT crowd. I really, like, when he does a talk show, I, he was always on Never Mind the Buzzcocks when it was good. <laughs> Ugh, God, that show then did become shit. But, you know, he was great on that. Um, and the other things he did. And, and it's just like, then, ah, uh, he made Submarine. Submarine is such a great film. Such a great film. And it's one of those ones that, you know, I will always push on people. But, yeah, I just think not enough people know it. But, um, yeah, so I then was like, oh, okay. Uh, let's see what the book's about. Right? And, um, yeah, it was like, actually, I really enjoyed the book. Right? Really enjoyed it. But if I, I kind of feel if I had read what the book was about, I might not have picked up the book when I picked it up, right? So this is the gist. At last, the definitive book about perhaps the best cabin crew dramedy ever filmed, View from the Top, starring Gwyneth Paltrow. In Adeyedo on top, Richard Adeyedo, perhaps one of the most insubstantial people of our age takes us on a journey from Peckham to Paris by way of Nevada and other places we don't care about. It's a journey deep within in a way that's respectful and non-evasive, a journey for which we will pay a heavy price even if you've waited for the smaller paperback edition. Aedo agrees, no, that's argues, god damn it Kevin, Adiedo argues for the canonization of this brutal masterpiece, a film that celebrates capitalism in all its victimless glory, one we might imagine Donald Trump himself half watching on his private jet's gold plated flat screen while he's other puffy eye scans the cabin for fresh young prey. His words, not mine. <laughs> and um, yeah, Adiedo, uh, he reads the audiobook, which yeah, definitely um, makes it fun because you know he's a funny dude, right? So yeah, like this book is about view from the top, right? View from the top. Now, it's one of those films that I've seen, but I've never watched. You know, like you, you scan through and you see it there and you just go, no, no, I'm going to, I'm going to pass on that one, I think. I think, to be honest, I think the last, um, yeah, kind of flight film I remember watching was probably, um, oh God, what would it be? It's the one with, um, I want to say, 
what's his name? The dude that started in ER and then he became all famous and shit. Um, you know, that dude, right? Fuck. He's famous. <laughs> oh my God. I can't think of the name of the guy. I watched one of his films at the end of last year. Ah, and he's become a friggin' director now. Clooney, George Clooney, George Clooney. God damn, that was um a struggle, wasn't it? Jesus Christ. But yes, he he made a film. Um, Anna Kendricks was in it. Yeah, Anna Kendricks was in it. And I want to say that Clooney um, directed it. Hmm. Yeah, I believe he directed the film. Now, I could be wrong. I very well could. I'm usually not. But maybe I am. Hmm. It's one of those things that's going to bug me as well. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's one of those films and it's just like, ah, oh, it floats around in your friggin' mind and you're just like, hmm, what was that film? You know? God damn it. Yeah, I've got to be, it, it definitely does escape me. But um, that was the, uh, yeah, that was Up in the Air. That was the film. Yeah. That was me. That was the feel. But um, yeah, that you know. But god damn, that was a very long tangent. Uh, but yeah, view from the top. Um, never watched it. But you then look and you see it's got yeah, it's got a good cast, right? So we've got Gwyneth Paltrow, Christina Applegate, Candice Bergman, you know Murphy Brown herself, Joshua Molina. It's got a little West Wing thing as well because it's got Rob Lowe. Right, Mike Myers, Kelly Preston, and Mark Ruffalo. So yeah, good cast, right? And but then you remember, oh yeah, Mark Ruffalo did. You know, because I think now you just remember him as the Hulk, right? You're just like ah, oh, old Ruffs. You know, he's the Hulk. Yeah, but then yeah, you remember? Oh, he made some shit films. Ugh, <laughs> like, he made some really fucking bad films. They're just not great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like he's made some good films, but he's made some very bad fucking films too. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, that, that, I mean, that just, you know, you forget about that. The same with Paltrow. You know, she's, um, you know, you think of her as Pepper Potts. You know, Iron Man and all of that. But yeah, Paltrow, again, she has made some horrible films. Just some proper stinkers. But um, yeah, these things happen. So, yeah, that's the thing. He's written a book about this film. So, it's been split into five parts, right? And, um, yeah, you know, each part then, you know, delves into uh, other things. 
Like they've got, you know, the part, like part one is called The Approach. And in this one, he talks about his times visiting like the Happy Eater. <laughs> and I remember like, because yeah, at the time you had like the Little Chef and the Happy Eater. Now I never went to a Happy Eater, I remember going to a little chef and like he said like it wasn't a place you would go to all the time you know it's like I think we went to the little chef usually when driving to um, somewhere for holiday right we might pop in there then but it was a treat yeah you know, you're like oh we're going to the little chef yeah you know, and he recounts that the happy eater as being a similar, a similar thing. So you've yet to be like, ah, oh, I remember that. Then part two is departures, and um, in this one, like he he, uh, you know, he, I mean, obviously within these parts, he's talking about the film, but he also then talks about journey, <laughs> the band, ugh. And I have to say, right, I can't stand that don't stop. But that don't stop believing is one just irritating songs. And the goddamn message. I remember I dated a girl who, you know, she flat shared, right? And one of her housemates, her boyfriend... I, this, she was a really nice girl, a girl called Claire, her boyfriend, and um, he had a tattoo, <laughs> and, and he said, don't stop believing, but he was like, no, I got it before Glee, and now everyone thinks I got a tattoo because of Glee. <laughs> uh, I have to say, he was a nice guy, he was a nice guy guy he's a PE teacher I won't say his name don't want to embarrass him but um yeah you know yeah so he talks about journey um and uh you know Gwyneth Paltrow and he talks about uh, her acting and then also the fact that she started gloop <laughs> and I'd forget Forgotten about Gloop. Yeah, I don't know why, but yeah, I'd forgotten all about Gloop and just how insane, insane that shit is. Right? And, it, and it's one of those things, you know what I mean? There's goop even. So I'm saying gloop, but no, it's goop, isn't it? And, uh, you know, I think that was one of those big things that reminded people yeah don't trust a celebrity they are fucking morons morons you know like convincing all of those muppets to go and buy like vaginal eggs just <laughs> and then people sued her because they're like wait she told me that I should put this egg up my vag, and now I'm gotten a yeast in every like. Well, that's kind of on you. You know, what I mean? like you were 
dumb enough to believe this crackpot. You're dumb enough to believe this crackpot. So any infections, that, that my friend, that is on you. That's what judges should have said. But I think they paid people out. Yeah, I think they paid people out. But, um, like, you know, I think he's, 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 like, mentioned some of the, just the crazy shit from this film. Like, I think, um, one of the characters, she starts dating a guy who lives on a houseboat. And she invites her friends over. And, um, you know, the, 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 one of the first things out of her mouth is, I can't believe your boyfriend owns the whole houseboat. Which, you're just like, what? I mean, as a line, you know, it's bad. It's bad. Because what, like, oh, no, because, you know, most guys, they just own, like, the front or the back. <laughs> it's just insane. But to be fair, I have never watched a Bruno Brunetti film, you know. And that's the guy that directed uh, View from the Top, you know. Um, and, I mean, he, like, you look at the, the list of films that he's made, and they all just sound very ropey. Romeo and Juliet are getting married. Yeah, okay. Okay, Bruno. I mean, I mean, he sounds like a dodgy type as well. So he got himself in trouble because he, uh, you know, cut down uh, a huge chunk of, um, yeah, this endangered, you know, jungle. There's this protected jungle area in Brazil. Cut it down to build a house. And then, you know, he got, obviously, got taken to court. And the court was like, we've got to, you know, sort this out. And she's just like, okay, fine. I will knock down the house and I will replant a whole heap of trees. Which he didn't do. <laughs> he didn't do it. So, yeah. You know, that dodgy little toe rag made this film. <laughs> Oh my god. But um you know, and I think one of the things that uh AAO like talked about is the fact that you know, to save money and you found this with a lot of you know dodgy films back in the day, right? That they um use song well known songs, but they get ropey singers to cover them. You know, so they don't have to pay as much. And yeah, this this film is full of those, full of those sorts of songs. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and, and that's in part three, taking off. So in part four, he brings up a good Paltrow film, with Sliding Doors. You know, and uh, I've got to say, I do, I mean, well, I did like Sliding Doors. Right, but then I remember re-watching it because I'm like, oh yeah, sliding doors, I like that. And you re-watch it and you, you are a bit like What? <laughs> this plot really makes no sense. Like and then either story, you know, because it's it's going from that premise of what if you know what I mean, you are slightly late, right? 
how would that impact your life? So we have two storylines. So in one, she walks in on her boyfriend cheating on her. And then in the other one, she, you know, I forget, she does something and she, I think she breaks her shoe or something, something, right? So she's late home, doesn't, um, yeah, catch him. But then, you know, eventually you know, the, the same kind of thing happens and she splits up because she's like, he's a dick. But, yeah, either spotlight, the, the shit that happens in either plotline that you do scratch your head at thinking... Yeah, it makes no sense. Makes no sense at all. But, you know, it makes a fun part of this film, this book even. So part five, I believe I can fly Paris first class international. Uh, and he, um, you know, talks about the Christmas scene in the film. Right, where Paltrow's character is amazed at, you know, how the family are um, enjoying Christmas, enjoying Christmas, and it's hormonal, and everything is great, and they're all in red jumpers, and yeah, it's a shock to her, she's used to arguments, and oh, blows her mind that everything is happy, now I hate Christmas, but I, you know, he talks about how, um, you know, his mother's um, from Sweden, and in you know, a, a Swedish tradition is kind of, you know, it's more about Christmas Eve. That's when the big meal happens, they exchange presents. And yeah, he talks about, you know, that being a part of his life, right? And his, his dad not really being a fan. <laughs> so part six, a rapid descent. And... um. Yeah, he talks about window seats and aisles. I've never been a fan of the window seat. I will say that. Right? I mean, yeah, it's, all, it's the aisle. Right? Because, you know, if you're in the, the window seat and you need to get up, it's always just irritating. Having to ask someone. and blah, But then sitting on the aisle and people needing, and you, especially if you're watching something or your trays that, ugh. It's all a big palaver, right? All a big palaver. But, yeah, we we get a fun, it's a very fun breakdown of the film. And I have to say, one of my favourite, favourite lines when describing the film, he's like, one man's Michelangelo is another man's Milli Vanilli. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. And yeah, I kind of think hey, that that's just a perfect way of um, you know summing these things up, right? Because what you might think is a terrible film, other people will love it, and yeah, you find it all the time. So listen, if you've seen the film or if you haven't, because I hadn't seen it, but I thoroughly enjoyed. Aedo on top, so I would very much recommend you checking it out, people. You know, and, and uh, look, get an audible because he reads it and it's hilarious. So yeah, go have fun, people, and um, have Aedo on top of you, or you know, you know what I mean. All right, there you go. Enjoy.
Okay, people. So, as we draw to the close of another episode, let's take a look and see what's happening in the world of TV. So, um, Michael Imperoli, he's um, teaming up with HBO for a new uh, a new show. Yeah, he's working with Alex Berg, um, and they're uh, yeah creating a um, a story. This is being looked at as a meta blend of fact and fiction, loosely based on Imperoli's experience as a practicing Buddhist. Hmm. Uh, so other news now <laughs> this is kind of crazy right so recently there was news that um you know sky dance had picked up the rights to uh, buck rogers you know they were working with the um newlands estate They'd got the, the rights and they were looking to develop a TV series, an anime series, and films, right? Then, <laughs> a few, I think last week it might have been, right? Word came that, um, you know, Legendary was uh, working to do their own Buck Rogers series. You know, it was written by Brian K. Vaughan and um, George Clooney was going to be playing Buck Rogers, which, I mean, that in itself sounded a little stupid. You know what I mean? I'm like, ah, Clooney, he's too old for that shit. But, um, yeah, now, <laughs> now everything has gone a little bit nuts, right? Because Sky, well, no, the Nolans estate they've contacted legendary and uh, said cease and desist you know what I mean? um and the uh you know legendary people were saying that they have got the necessary rights and they're going ahead so yeah it's all a bit weird now originally a, a story went out in um, a 1929 novella called Armageddon 2419 AD. And in that story is Anthony Rogers, right? So that's where, you know, they're saying Buck developed from. Now that, that story in itself is in the public domain. But the stories that actually have Buck Rogers, you know, what I mean, they are all tied up with the Nolan estate, right? So it's whether, you know, what I mean, legendary are working off Anthony Rogers, who the Nolans say isn't actually Buck, is a completely different character. It's crazy. It's crazy. And also, it's a character probably not many people care about. I mean, let's be real. 
Especially, you know, the current generation do not know who the fuck Bud Rogers is. And even here in my generation, that the Buck Rogers TV show was kind of rubbish. It wasn't good. I mean, I think more people tuned in to uh, check out um, Officer Darling rather than uh, Buck and Tweedy. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, that's what's going down with all of that. Um, so Arvel stuff, right? So um, Sega, Man and Action, and Wild Brain Studios are all working with Netflix to create a 3D animated Sonic the Hedgehog TV series. So it's going to be called Sonic Prime. It's 24 episodes, right? Um, and it's meant to be for all ages. Hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it's a kid character, so yeah, it doesn't surprise me, right? So, um, yeah, basically, Sonic... Um, is going to be in some high-octane adventures where the fate of a strange new multiverse rests on his gloved hands. So it's meant to um, premiere sometime next year. That's what they're talking about. Now, this sounds interesting. So Netflix have also got a new six-part docu-series coming called Amend, The Fight for America. It's hosted by Will Smith, and it's going to be looking at the creation of, interpretation of, and practice of the Fourth Amendment. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It could well be interesting. So it's going to be a mix of archival footage, interview, sound bites, and previews of readings of famous public figures speaking for or against the 14th Amendment. So we're going to have like Samuel Jackson, Michelle Ali, Yaya Sharadi, Pedro Pascal. Randall Park and Diana Lane amongst a host of other people contributing. So yeah, could be interesting. So, um, you know, also at Netflix, you know, the the crazy news that they picked up the rights to um, the Lincoln Lawyer TV series. Well, they've just signed someone um, to be in that and it is Nev Campbell. Right, so she's gonna be one of the lead characters. I can't remember the book, to be honest, so I can't think of who she might be playing. But uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's um, getting produced by uh, David E. Kelly, so it's got pedigree behind it. So yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean. Campbell's character is Maggie McPherson. But yeah, I can't remember how she plays into it. It says that she was um, Mickey Haller's first ex-wife and a passionately committed deputy district attorney. Hmm. So yeah, we will see. But yeah, you know, there is uh, that. 
Now, in other news, Idris Elba and his wife Sabrina are, um, you know, they've teamed up with Crunch, Crunchy Roll, you know, and they are working on a, um, a, a, a new anime series called Dante, right? So it's uh, an Afro-futuristic sci-fi series and it's set in a city where the rise of biotechnology has created a gap between the haves and have-nots. Which, I mean, is kind of what we're dealing with at the moment. Right? You know what I mean? It's not so much in the future. But, uh, yeah, they're saying the series will explore equality, kinship, um, and they're using the story of two rising stars on either side of the divide who are pitted against one another. Boom, boom, boom. So yeah, there is that Amazon, you know They've got, um, they're working on something Right, so they've got this big Anthology series Called Solos Which is going to be hitting Later this year And um, they're saying the series Explores the deeper meaning Of human connection Through the lens of the individual it will tell stories each from a different perspective and moment in time about humanity binds together Ugh. so um yeah it's from uh, david will you know who worked on hunters he's gonna be uh, the executive producer and showrunner and um yeah he will be directing as well so um people who are involved in this are uh, we've got morgan freeman and hathaway helen mirren uzi Ab- aduba and um nicole barari anthony mackey dan stevens and constant woo so uh, yeah they're all gonna be uh, telling stories i feel and we've also got um sam taylor johnson laura lancaster executive producing um with uh, zach braff tiffany johnson Directing episodes So yes There is that This um, Seems crazy Right so uh, Paramount Plus Are um, Reviving Frasier Yeah So You know what I mean It's not going to be a new Take No It's going to just be Kelsey Grammer reprising the character, Fraser Crane. But this time, he's in a different city. So, yeah. Now, I think the hope is that, you know, the the other characters from Fraser, David Hyde Pierce, Jane Leaves and Perry Gilpin, that they will um, be involved. But no... um, yeah, nothing has been confirmed as of yet, and supposedly, right? They're yeah, they're looking to um, greenlight everything, 
and get this popping off real soon. Which, um, whew, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I guess that's what's going to happen. Now, what does this sound interesting, right? So, um, I don't know if any of you have read Naomi Alderman's, um, you know, book, The Power. We talked about it on um, an episode last year. But, uh, yeah, Amazon have got the rights. And, uh, yeah, they are uh, making a 10-episode series about it. So, Tim Robbins and Leslie Mann, they both signed on to, uh, yeah, play roles. So, um, Robbins is going to be playing a self-righteous and self-important Republican governor of Washington State who is defawn in the side of Seattle's Democratic mayor, who is played by man. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't think anyone else has been um, cast as of yet. But, yeah, it's a story of suddenly one day women develop this power. I mean, it's, I think it's girls, essentially, right? They, you know, they get this power where you get this electricity in your hands. And, uh, yeah, so then you get a huge shift in how the world is run. Dum, dum, dum. It's not a bad book, so it'll be interesting to see how they translate it to uh, the small screen. Now, this, let's end with this story, people, because it is interesting. So, Ryan Coogler, you know what I mean? He's directed Creed, Black Panther, and a host of other great stuff. Smartly, Disney have um, signed him to a five-year TV deal. You know, makes a lot of sense. So yeah, he um, he's going to be developing um, stuff for uh, Disney Plus and just all the strands of Disney. So Marvel is one of those. And the, one of the first things that has been announced is a Wakanda TV series. Yes. You know what I mean? Which, uh, yeah, I think that sounds great, right? So Cougar, he had this to say. We are especially excited that we'll be taking our first leap with Kevin Fage. Louise Dispioza, Victoria Alonso, and their partners at Marvel Studios, where we'll be working closely with them on select MCU shows for Disney+. We're already in the mix on some projects that we can't wait to share. And, um, yeah, this is a separate deal to, you know, Coogler doing Black Panther 2. But, uh, yeah, man, I can't wait to see what comes from this. But, people, I think we are done. So, uh, we will see you again next Wednesday. And, um, people, have fun, enjoy, and take it easy. Peace.